In today's episode, we will be talking to business owner, podcast host, and DJ Adelia Acker. Is it Acker? Yeah, Acker. Okay, okay, cool. <laughs> She's the co-host of Woof. <laughs> Sorry. Woof, woof. Uh, we're our OnlyFans podcast. That's what it stands for. This yes. beautiful blonde show aims to empower women by breaking the stigma behind OnlyFans and sex work by providing an inside look at the industry through all their social platforms. Welcome back to the Slutpreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Anna D, here to empower women to build their own empire and interview sluts who like to make money. On my podcast, I give you a peek inside my life as a girl boss, mentor, retired cam girl, viral TikToker, and OnlyFans creator. I share my ups and downs of running a multi-million dollar business and the difficult yet sexy path to success. So we have an interview today. I'm so excited. But first, we're going to get into our Ask Anna segment. You hoes want to know, how do you ask someone to get tested in a sexy way? That is a amazing question. Something that needs to be destigmatized and way more like honest and comfortable to talk about. It's okay to be real with people and it's not always going to be comfortable. And honestly, there's really not a sexy way to do that necessarily. But I think with practice, it only gets easier. We're really not taught how to disclose this information. We're not really taught how to ask someone else. So this question is very important. I feel like it's easier said than done if you refer to yourself first instead of pointing the finger at someone else. Here's a phrase to practice. I recently got tested and these were my results. So when was the last time that you got tested? Simple. And here's another one to try. So here's another phrase you could use. I'm excited to get to know each other, but there are a few things I want to talk about that would make me more comfortable, you know, or you could just go straight balls deep like, hey, this is what I got. I want you to know this. I think People make this conversation uncomfortable, but I'm a straight up person. You know, here's my baggage. You got anything else? Like, what's your baggage? Like, I'd rather get that out the way and figure out if they're a kind and understanding person first before I have someone stick something inside of me. Like, especially if it's, I mean, either way, if it's just a fling or something you might like long term, it's just as important either way. And a lot of people just don't know. A lot of people have things and don't know. It's just a fucking statistic. So thank you for asking. Let's move along to the fetish of the week. These come from kinktest.org. The fetish of the week is balloons. (laughs) sexual arousal from balloons, which often involves inflation of one's body parts by inserting balloons underneath clothes. There you go. Balloons fetish. I also imagine that fetish rolling into girls like sitting on balloons, similar to like when girls sit on cake. 
I've seen that a lot. And now you must be wondering about slutrepreneurs in the news. So I have some current events for you, baby sluts. From BBC.com, Indonesian police confiscate sex toy mistaken for Angel. Indonesian police have confiscated a sex toy from a remote village after its inhabitants and some on social media mistook it for an angel. The doll was found in March floating in the sea by a fisherman in the Bangai Islands in Sulawesi province. Excuse my mispronunciation. His family took care of the doll and pictures soon spread online along with claims it was an angel. Police investigated amid fears the rumors would cause unrest and found it was in fact an inflatable sex doll. Indonesian news portal Datik said photos of the doll dressed demurely and wearing a hijab. Is that how you say it? Hijab? Spread on social media shortly after its discovery. Rumors that began to spread that it was a bidadari, along with unverified stories about how it was stranded and crying, prompted the police investigation. Many across Indonesia continue to hold strong beliefs in the supernatural, including the existence of bidadari, bidadari, which is a type of angel or spirit. Local police chief Heru Pramukanarno told reporters that villagers had found the doll shortly after the rare March solar eclipse that swept across Southeast Asia. The timing of the discovery led some to believe the doll had a divine provenance. They have no internet. They don't know what a sex toy is. The police chief was quoted as saying by AFP news agency. And in 2012, a TV station in China's Xi'an City apologized after running a false report that a local farmer had discovered a giant piece of precious Lingzi mushroom. The fleshy object found in a well by the farmer was identified by many viewers as a sex toy made of silicone. So, sex in the news. Sex toys floating around in the world. Looking like godly creatures. Which we are, my darlings. All right, now time to interview this bad little bitch. Here we go. So let's welcome this baby slut to the show. Hi, Adelia. Thank you for being here. Hello. Of course. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. Better late than never, right? <laughs> I know. I was like just apologizing to her because it's my biggest pet peeve when people are late and like there's a time zone. So my time zone said it was like an hour later than it was. And I'm like, oh, I it's okay. We're here. We're here. I'm We're getting here. caffeinated. So if you're like on a date, are you the one that gets there first? I don't go on dates. Um, oh, really? No, they make me really uncomfortable. I don't like to sit down and do datey things as it is with like my girlfriends or I just think it's kind of like a waste of time to like sit down and eat dinner or to like go. I mean, what else? do? No, I just I don't like dates. So what what would be like the typical date for you or quote unquote date? Going out to bars, I think, is where my comfort zone is, because then if I decide I don't like them, I can run off and go find other people to hang out with. (laughs) It's like a good escape plan, because if you're at dinner, you're stuck with them. If you're at a movie, you're stuck with them. And I don't like movies either. (laughs) It's just the only place I think you can run away and be successful is a bar. You are literally the track star. (laughs) (laughs) So from your energy, I I feel like you're like 21, 22. I'm 24. Oh, really? Okay. I was like, she looks like such a baby, (laughs) like a sexy baby. 
sexy baby. Yeah, I actually just got a surgery on my face to try to give me less of a baby face. I got like the buckled cheek fat removal and a chin implant, but I still have a little bit. I like could probably pass as 18, but like I'm I'm older, 24. <laughs> That's okay because I wanted to like the audience to kind of paint a picture of you because you're this like blonde bombshell. I don't think you have any tattoos, but you have this golden tan, bleachy blonde hair, like a little like play playboy model. Yeah, fake tits. I got a big butt. <laughs> yeah, a beautiful booty. Um, so are you from L.A. or did you move there? Yeah, so I'm from L.A. I went to school at the University of Arizona. Then I moved to Scottsdale for a few years after, like a year and a half because rent mm-hmm. was cheap. And now I live half time in San Diego and L.A. I like split my time. since so San Diego, I just I love the vibes here. So I know it's post pandemic, but is it still like – zombie land there is it still like crazy expensive or is it just kind of back to the normal again so I've mainly been in San Diego we record our podcast in LA but in San Diego it's basically been open since like February March that's when bars started opening so it's been pretty normal over here for a while and LA is just starting to get back to normal so I'm probably gonna spend a weekend there and see what's fun did you get like stressed when everything was happening? Because I know a lot of people like couldn't pay their rent or were you just like living your best life? I was really depressed because I got <laughs> I got a little fat during quarantine. <laughs> and for me, that was like extremely hard, but I still kept my job and I was able to pay my bills. And in fact, there was a lot less things to spend money on because I wasn't True. going out. So I was able to save a lot of money. Um, but quarantine definitely affected me in a negative way, but also a lot of positive ways. Cause I was like, really, I upped my therapy to like three times a week. I started do playing around with being sober from alcohol. Mm-hmm. So now I play around with that a lot. Cause I don't think alcohol is the best effect on me. And I wouldn't have done that without quarantine either. That is a perfect way to say it. Like, cause I'm the same way. I'm like, let me play around with sobriety today. <laughs> But I like super kudos for the therapy. I'm such a huge advocate. Like I get horny for therapy and there's, it's just like, it's literally like having a bestie that you have no obligation to hang out with. It's like scheduled time. They just listen to you. I'm like, why can't all my friends be therapists? (laughs) Like just do my rounds with like hot therapists. That'd be great. It's so funny because I have like a few of my best friends who are like my therapist when I am not in therapy. I'm like, so can you just help me with like this, this and this really quick and we can figure it out and you guys can make decisions for me. I love that. <laughs> so I'm I'm really happy you talked about I wish there was a better word for it, like quarantine weight gain. Cause I, I feel like literally everyone went through that because anytime like here on the East coast, a hurricane comes, like everyone goes to the store and gets a bunch of junk food and then nothing will ever happen. But everyone's like sitting at home eating junk food. <laughs> and they're like, I gained five pounds from hurricane Florence that never happened. And <laughs> during the pandemic, it was like, you know, you're at home, you're watching Netflix, you're eating, there's like, where are you going to go exercise, especially if you live like in an apartment, Um, all the gyms are closed. And I myself gained 10 pounds, I'm five foot one. And it didn't really there wasn't a lot of places for it to go except like my tummy and my ass. But with OnlyFans, like no one said anything like I was the only one criticizing myself. So I'm curious if you Like, did anyone empower you over it or were you just like totally in your head about it? So 
in Arizona. So like that's where I was. I remember quarantine started in like March. And so I think like March till about August, like I was just fluctuating in weight a lot. Like I think I refused to weigh myself for a little bit, but after I thought I lost like 10 pounds, I was still like 140 something and I've never been that heavy before. So I was like ranging, I think from like 150 to 160 maybe. Um, and then gyms opened up in Arizona, I think before anywhere else. Cause Arizona mm-hmm. was like, fuck you COVID. This is a joke, you know, exactly. <laughs> cases were horrible over there. So then gyms opened up again. And then I started working out. And then I actually didn't start my OnlyFans till the last week of October. Okay. So I was kind of behind the curve. Um, And I didn't start until like, I was getting so depressed in my corporate job. It was just I found out I have IBS because I was throwing up all the time. And I'm like, I don't know what's happening. And then my doctor was like, that that's a very clear sign of IBS. And then I was like, well, this just isn't healthy. So then I'm like, OnlyFans just started sounding more and more appealing. And I was thinking about it for like six months before I actually did it because I just wanted to make sure I was like completely confident in my decision. And I was able to mm-hmm. process the emotions of like being an OnlyFans girl and like having the parents and some of the friends I did. So then I was able to process it before I even started one. And then I fully accepted it. I feel like a lot of girls will say like, oh, I want to do it. I just like, I got to do X, Y, and Z first. So were you like procrastinating about it or were you just like ready for the moment that you were just to have that like kind of like a fuck it moment, but at the same time, like it's something you have to take seriously. It's it's not, you know, for me, like it's a side hustle. It's not a full-time thing. And I feel like it'd give me a lot of anxiety to like leave a corporate job and like full-fledged, you know, online sex work. Yeah, so I actually so I was really overthinking it for a long time because it takes me a while to make like decisions. decisions. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm just an overthinker as it is. And then I was at a rave. It was like a pod rave. That's what they had in Arizona instead of the drive-ins. Like you had a rail around you basically and you oh got to be with your friends. And then I took <laughs> some acid and I was like all right, I'm making this decision. So I made the decision to create an OnlyFans on acid. And I've actually made a lot of like monumental decisions on acid. And that was one of them. That makes sense. The next day I was like, yep, I'm making one next week. So I was like teasing it with all these slutty Ray photos before I'm like, guess what I'm doing this week? And then I made one. And then within 24 hours, I made more than I did in a month at my corporate job. So I was like, even if OnlyFans doesn't work out, I can really bank on this money for the next month because it was more than I made. There you go. I mean, that is it. just from that. That's like natural born hustler. You know what I'm saying? And I noticed like I wasn't sure if you currently DJ or if that's just like a hobby of yours. So I DJ not very well. Um, I haven't. (laughs) (laughs) But you have like the whole setup. I watched one of your YouTube videos. I was like, oh, my God, that's so impressive. Um, I'm kind of showing. So I have like an OnlyFans TV channel with me DJing and then I'm going to start Twitch streaming once we can figure out. I know there's like a lot of copyright rules when it comes to Twitch. So we just have to kind of dance around that to figure out what works. But um, I think it's kind of cool that people are seeing me start to DJ and then like progressively get better and just to share that journey because I've been like so interested in music. I mean, I'm a big raver. I'm like a bass head. I've been to, I feel like over 50 
60, maybe 70 festivals. Um. So before I started stripping, I was a go-go dancer and I danced for, um, I think, Borgor, La Castlevania, OK, Steve Aoki. And then it turned into this huge dance troupe called the Chaotic Cupcakes. So I was managing like 18 to 21 year old girls as like a 17 year old. And it was so fucking frustrating because like no one wants to pay go-go dancers. They were getting like at most $100 a night. And it was just it made me sick how we were treated and how these artists would always want to fuck the girls. And I was like their bodyguard. Um, But I like, oh, my God, if I could go back and relive one chapter, it would be that because it's not exactly the same anymore. And it's such like a male dominated community that profits off of like hot rave girls in it sometimes in a sense. That's just my opinion. Yeah, I actually agree with you there because something I am going to try to do is give women just more power in the space because you look at all these dubstep DJs, you look at all these house DJs, there's no way there's that many more male DJs who are just better than females. Like, it's just a sexist, mm-hmm. like, I- I'm trying to think of a the I watched a documentary on it, but basically women are very undervalued in the community and the women that do become successful a lot of the time have to wear bin- non-binary clothing to be taken seriously. So um, part of the reason I want a DJ is to show, look, I dress slutty. I have an OnlyFans and I'm going to become a good DJ and I'm going to help other women. Yes, it's it, it's kind of like um, Paris Hilton. I know she makes a fucking killing and mm-hmm. – I wanted like I really wanted to do the DJ route, but I just didn't have time to invest in all the like learning how to make music. But I feel like there's such an open market for like hot girls who DJ and it would be so cool to have like a female only rave or like kind of like female only boarding schools, but (laughs) sexier. (laughs) Exactly. I'm like. I'm trying to really focus on growing my Instagram right now so that I can like help women really become successful DJs and have all these ravers where they're like slutty little clothing. And I'm like, yes, wear that on stage. Except Instagram might take it down if it's like pasties because I keep getting my shit deleted. But, you know, that's fucked up because I see like I see literally borderline porn on Instagram all the time and people like killing other people. And it's it's just it's so frustrating, dude. It is really is i had an instagram deleted over a pasty photo and then i got what? it back and then i got deleted again for impersonating myself but That's now so my fun. new instagram somehow surpassed my old one and i think it's because that one was just so shadow banned so this yeah. is something i actually like to tell a lot of women who have only fans because i got flagged the moment i did a swipe up with my only fans link I did too. One time I did that and I did too. And now I, my little tip is if you buy a domain, like I bought RebeccaRabbit.com. So that's my swipe up now, which like bounces to my OnlyFans and that hasn't Um, gotten flagged. Yeah. Um, My advice I've done, I've actually talked to a lot of people on Instagram who like get their accounts deleted a lot. And we came Mm -hmm. up with a solution for that. So if you're saying, So if you're talking about OnlyFans, wear like a hoodie, wear like the most covering clothing (laughs) that you 
we can, like a trash bag over your head. <laughs> and you just kind of say like, hey, I just did this, this and this with my OnlyFans. Like it's about to be crazy. Go look at it. And then like Instagram doesn't do anything about it because like it's an algorithm that correlates the slutty clothes with like a link tree or the OnlyFans link, et cetera. So if you're wearing like baggy clothing and then you just say link and bio with your baggy clothes on, and then like before, after you do that, you can post like a slutty photo, but it just can't be link and bio with the slutty photo. Okay. Cause that's reminding me of how I navigate my TikTok. Cause if they see skin, they will have to review the photo. And I was looking at yours and I was like, damn, she's doing this under boob and a lot of videos. Like I'm scared for her. I'm scared she's going to get her account down. Yeah, I've uh so I've kind of bounced around with the TikTok too. So TikTok is fine with the underboob as long as you're wearing a t-shirt, but they don't allow <laughs> me I I'm not allowed to wear a bathing suit top. So if I wear a bathing suit top, it's deleted. I can't wear bathing suit bottoms. I can't wear a lot of things, but I can wear underboob tops and then those are fine with TikTok. But I know a lot of girls who can post in bathing suits and stuff, and I've never been able to post in a bathing suit. Well, fun fact, if you're on in a public setting in a bathing suit, it's okay, apparently. I just had a friend who got her account deleted for that. Oh, my God. So they say that's the case, but, like, I just don't trust TikTok because I think they're a little sexist, which is ridiculous because I see men's dick imprints through their boxers on TikTok. And if I wear a bathing suit top, TikTok is like, no, that's going down. Have you heard that viral video? The sound is like, um, what is it? Mommy's got your milkies, oh, like yeah. quit acting like a fucking baby. And I'm like, how is like there's like millions of people using the sound, and these girls like are clearly showing off their tits. And I'm like, okay, I want to do that because I know it will engage, but I know I can't because I'm targeted. Like if I didn't have an OnlyFans, it'd be okay. But because I'm profiting on a different app, TikTok wants nothing to do with it because they want all the monies. Yeah, I got um, I basically copied this girl's joke about pegging a guy, like word for word on the description and with the same sound and then mine got deleted mm-hmm. for sexual activity and then hers didn't and I'm like damn it because I always joke on the podcast about pegging men I actually haven't yet but like I'm really oh, I want to so bad girl <laughs> it just sounds really fun I just want to hurt men <laughs> I keep saying I want to peg Mark Zuckerberg because <laughs> oh no respect for him Oh my God. So it's crazy. What was I going to say about TikTok? Like I've already been banned and I had my lawyer help me get mine back when I I think I was at 900,000 followers. And I help, like I'm obviously offering education for accountants and in the guidelines, if it's about sex education, it's okay. So that was the angle we really pulled from it. But I don't like I can't even risk it now. Did they still delete it when it was educational? No, they they gave it to me back because I had never had any other warnings. I'm always very clothed. But I think it's just because I obviously had an OnlyFans link in my link in bio. So now that's gone. I don't I don't talk about it at all. But I have noticed people being like, I own an air conditioning company. We sell fans. <laughs> like there's different ways to talk about it. Like I just posted something on the site I can't tell you about. Like it's yeah. just such bullshit. I know. I made a joke because like I don't think TikTok can actually delete it. 
but I was like, I'm going to pull it up. Um, it's like guys, um, I start seeing when, uh, they find out I'm an accountant and it's like that, uh, it's like SpongeBob being like, when am I on the show? And then Squidward's like, what? <laughs> and he's like, when am I on the show? I have a great act and like po- post other dig, but like, I don't think TikTok is smart enough to make that connection. Yeah. It's just, it's insane. I mean, I think everyone knows like, <sighs> Why, like literally with any app, why can't we just age restrict like YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, like literally just have an age restriction? Both TikTok and Instagram have options to age restrict, which is why I'm so confused because I put on both that my content is mainly for like 18 plus people mm-hmm. and um, they're still strict and like like to take things down and censor people. And it's crazy because someone like Belle Delphine is like permanently banned from ever having an Instagram again. And I'm like, it's crazy that an app has that much power to take that away from people. And like, for example, with a lot of girls on Instagram, when they're trying to promote their OnlyFans, some girls can't even promote their OnlyFans anymore. And that's like literally hurting their business. So it's just crazy that Instagram has that power to take that away from women. It is it almost feels defeating. And I know there's apps like Clapper where you can and I joined, but it's it's just not the same over there. You're not going to get the engagement. And I like I blame or not blame like I attribute all of my book sales, all my OnlyFans subscribers to TikTok. But then it just there was that huge halt like a few months ago. I call it the TikTok purge when Uh they went through and anyone who had an OnlyFans link in their link tree just got sabotaged. Yeah, I definitely I like redirect everyone to my Instagram and then I like check out my Instagram link. So then they have to go to my Instagram and then go to my link in my Instagram and then they can find it. Okay. That makes, Um, that makes sense. TikTok. Like, I mean, I, TikTok isn't going to click twice. So on your OnlyFans, I noticed you may or may not do collaborations with other models. Is that like a very popular thing in LA? Cause I'm out here in like bumfuck nowhere, North Carolina. (laughs) And I'm like, I just want to rub some titties. Yeah. So, um, I actually joined an agency and one of the biggest like perks of being in the agency I'm in is that like they help me collaborate with other girls with like similar subscriber count. So it's a lot of like cross promotion Um, because something that we always say with OnlyFans is like, you know, people will buy a few videos from you and then they kind of want to jump to the next person. It's just, you know, they already have those videos. So what my agency allows us to do is like promote cross promote with each other and then, you know, give each other our subscribers. So once they're done with us, we can just keep passing them along. Hey, that That's smart. I mean, cross promotion anywhere. Um, but I, like I said, I've always wanted to like either fly girls out here or go to LA. And even if it's like TikTok collaborations, like there's so much value in that style of marketing since we literally yeah. can't like promote or market ourselves how like, you know, PC places can. Yeah, exactly. Um, LA is a great. Don't let spring cleaning fool you. There's always space to add a little extra something in the bedroom. And it's no secret that consuming a little THC can help set the mood 
However, getting that right strain and dosage can be difficult. That's why we're thankful for today's sponsor, Via. Via has developed a unique blend of pleasure-enhancing cannabinoids, libido-strengthening herbs, and a low dose of THC all into one mind-blowing gummy called High Love. We're talking about pairing aphrodisiac herbs with a mild amount of THC. Their best-selling High Love gummy will awaken your senses, increase blood flow, and intensify any sexual experience. Via also offers a wide array of other gummies with and without THC. And the best part, Via legally ships to all 50 states with discreet packaging directly to your door. No medical card required. So if you're 21 and up, you can get 15% off and a free pack of award-winning dreams, THC plus CBN sleep gummies with our exclusive code. Try Via Hemp with code goddess at viahemp.com. That's V-I-I-A-H-E-M-P.com. So when I take out a new toy from my collection and I'm having some, you know, self-love time, I like to really elevate the mood with high love. When I'm getting aroused, my blood flow is already peaking and the gummies just totally enhance my sensations to the next level. Sometimes after a long day of work, it's just hard to relax, especially if I can't mentally get there. And I feel like us girlies really need to mentally stimulate ourselves when we're trying to orgasm. So personally, chewing a little gummy like High Love sets me in such a mellow, relaxed mood that I can actually focus and enjoy myself and have a well-deserved experience. I also really like that the products range from two milligrams to 50 milligrams. Look, I always share my party favors with my friends and some of them just can't hang all the way sometimes. So I like the low dose so that they can still get a mild effect, especially if you or their body just isn't really accustomed to the ingredients just yet. So I love that you can kind of microdose or enjoy more of the potent effects. So let the gummies work their magic. Head to viahemp.com and use code goddess to receive 15% off and one free sample of their sleepy dreams gummies. 21 and up only. And that is viahemp.com, V-I-I-A-H-E-M-P.com and use code goddess at checkout. Take your passion and pleasure to a whole new level with high love from Via Hemp. Now back to the show. Great place to collab with girls. Um, it's really fun too. <laughs> I love collabing with girls. Like I never really thought I was on the bi spectrum until I did start hooking up with girls on oh, the shit. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> I'm like, I don't think I could date a girl necessarily. Um, but like hooking up with them is fun. <laughs> so did you have your first hookup like on camera with a girl? No, um, my first hookup with a girl was actually a stripper a while ago. <laughs> I was like a senior in college still. And then she was like, um, well, I was at the strip club with all my guy friends since I tend to hang out with guys a lot more than girls. So they paid for a lap dance with me because they're like, oh, this is going to be so hot. And then the stripper was lesbian and then was asking me if I'd ever thought about hooking up with a girl. And I'm like, yes, I have. Like I was so turned on. And then we ended up hooking up and like, she was kind of fingering me and I didn't really know what to do. I was like a statue because I was (laughs) nervous, but like, I consider that to be my first hookup with a girl. That's so fucking hot. Like (laughs) what a great 
spank bank moment. <laughs> it was great. I was actually really trying to hang out with her again after that, but then I moved to Arizona like not even a week later, so it just didn't really work out that we hung out again. Hey, but, it is, um, it's never too late. <laughs> it is well now I'm hooking up with all these OF girls and I'm like this is mutually beneficial because one I'm turned on but two we're all making money from it <laughs> yes. hey sluts just a sweet reminder if you'd like to support the show if you haven't given that five star review yet wear your slutrepreneur badge proudly check out our new merch at professionalgoddess.com and use code slut for 10% off my favorite items right now are the Big Dick Energy Dad Cap and the Call Me Daddy crop top. I saw that you had a Hitachi in some of your content, and I am like the – like if I could change my name, I'd change it to Hitachi because I fucking – like it taught me how to orgasm. It is – if I was stranded on an island, that's what I would have. And I know <laughs> guys always want like big-ass you know, BBC and double penetration, but I'm like, can I just sit here and Hitachi myself, please? <laughs> like, it's oh so God. good. So I my, don't know if you had a similar. is definitely the wand. Like, oh, that is a Hitachi, right? Yes, like, yes. The original wand is by Hitachi and it was just a back massager and they actually don't make the original anymore. It's way more powerful than um, the cordless one. So just fun fact, if you can find one on eBay, like pay a million dollars for it. <laughs> it's oh incredible. my God. Yeah. Well, I have one of the OG ones from back in the day um, because my mom <laughs> gave it to me actually as a back massager. <gasps> Shut kind of, up. Yeah. And I was kind of <laughs> looking at it and I was like, this looks like a really good vibrator. And I like looked it up and a lot of people used it as one. And it's funny because it's like she used it as a back massager too. Oh. So it's like really dinged up, like really dinged up. But that's the one I used for a while until it just kind of died. Mine is like if you take off the pink cover, it is like yellow underneath because the <laughs> white is just – it's been so abused and yeah. I, I just can't give it up. I am – oh my god. I said it in another episode, but it, when I get drunk at the bar and if I'm talking to a girl who's never used one, I will literally be like, what is your address? Like I am Amazon gifting you one right now because if you have not experienced that, you are not living your life and yeah. you will die unhappy. <laughs> It's so funny because I feel like I was the first of my friends to start like using a vibrator and get really into that. So I have convinced so many of my friends to get like their first vibrator since I started using one when I was like 18. I didn't have like if my first orgasm till like I went on a Tinder date. Actually, it wasn't <laughs> even a date. Let's be real. I just wanted to fuck him. And this was like during kind of my hell exploratory phase. Love. And then like I got to this man's house and he like blindfolded me, tied me up and then used a vibrator on me. I was like, I squirted, didn't know I could squirt. And I was like, what just happened? So then I started using a vibrator and then I went celibate actually for a really long time because I'm like, I don't need a man. A man can't make me do this. A vibrator can though. So now it's like I rarely have sex because I'm like, I can do this to myself. I don't need this emotional draining. <laughs> okay, well, well said. If like what kind of sex education did you get as a kid? And if you could reverse that role, like what would you tell your imaginary child thing. <laughs> uh, my sex education mainly started, well, from my parents, it mainly started and ended with, you're going to wait till marriage. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
you got you have to do the Christian ways. But in school, they kind of taught us about sex education. They taught us, you know, about condoms, STDs, etc. What I think that schools were doing that I just don't really approve of, because I think they try to like villainize STDs and make people who have STDs like look gross, disgusting, and like mm-hmm. a nuisance in, deci- in society. And I think that's like a really bad way to view things. Because like, I mean, pretty much everyone I know, like I was just on Jordan Belfort, Wolf of Wall Street's page for saying who hasn't had chlamydia because like I have (laughs) I know a lot of people who have yeah it's literally like it's it just comes with the territory and we all talk about the statistics but no one wants to to admit it and what like what a gift you give your audience for especially those who are not confident to share whether they had had something or still have something to normalize that I mean we might have to just do a whole show about normalizing that. It's it's disappointing, <laughs> exactly. you know, like how the world it's is. It's really sad how a lot of people are like, well, you don't respect yourself because you got chlamydia, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I like, I mean, I think a lot of the people who say that just honestly don't fuck a lot because I think a lot of people in college, at least in my generation, because I'm like 24, like people in my college didn't use condoms a lot. A lot of people were just exploring. Like I went to the mm-hmm. U of A where chlamydia was like one in three people. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's, don't you just like take a pill and it goes away anyways? Yeah. You just, you literally just take a pill and then within a week, I think, or it's a week or five days, you can start having sex again. Yeah. It's like, and for me, like if I have sex with a girl, like I always get BV, like bacterial vaginosis, which I think can to some can be called a STI. But again, it's like the flora in your pussy getting fucked up because it's not used to having more flora in it. And then Uh it's got to like figure itself out. And then once you take that antibiotic, most of the time you get a yeast infection afterwards. (laughs) And it's just like a process for me. Like if the girl's coming over, like I already have my doctor on call, like get these meds ready for me because it's going (laughs) to happen. Yeah, I I definitely I didn't struggle as much with that. Um, But like there were a lot of times like if I, you know, don't wash my vagine after I fuck it's like you're supposed to wash it because of the bacteria so you need to wash it right after or then it'll get itchy and then I'm like ah, all right here it goes again yeah but who wants to like after getting like gagged up and squirting being like okay can um you you know (laughs) time to wash up I actually do that. I'm like, all right, I'll be our be. <laughs> yeah. I feel like as you get older, it's just it's, you know, you all know what you're getting into. Like definitely when you're younger, you're trying to pers- persuade yourself as like almost like a porn star in a way, like not worrying about your orgasm, like pound town me kind of situation. Yeah. But it takes practice, you know. It's good yeah. to have some CE poetry in your in your whatever you want to do with your life um, safely. Exactly. I think a lot of, I mean, when I was 18, I think I used to just hook up with a lot, a lot of people. And it was kind of my goal just to experiment, but none of the sex was ever good. Like, I mean, I was mm-hmm. fucking crap boys, so maybe that was my issue too. <laughs> but um, I didn't actually have like amazing sex up until this last guy I hooked up with. And then he started dating someone and pushed me to the side. But he's, like, a little older. And I'm like, all right, so this is what good sex is like. Girl, I, I, 
I, uh, whew, I would preach right now, but again, that would be a whole nother episode. Like yeah. older men are so, especially with sex work, most of the time they're just really supportive because they understand like, okay, this is a valuable fucking bad bitch. Like I'm not going to fuck this up. You know what I'm saying? And if I can reap the benefits of her financial income, then what's the fucking problem? Like exactly. don't be an insecure little dick man. Nothing wrong with little dicks, but (laughs) I actually prefer like them to be a little average because the big ones are just a little painful. Yeah. And we all have different depths and oh Uh boy, I have to tell you this. I sorry. (laughs) I feel like I'm interviewing myself, but I recently had a customer tell me like he had such a small penis. Obviously, he wanted me to make fun of it. But he said he watched his wife get fucked by, like, this big black guy. Like, they brought him over because she had this kink for it. And so, okay, he liked watching her have sex with other guys. But after Mm -hmm. this guy fucked her, apparently it, like, I don't want to say, like, widened her pussy, but it, like, stretched out her canals so that when he fucked her, her pussy felt totally different. So now, like, she makes him fuck her with a strap on first before – he fucks her with his little dick because he gets to experience like this different like pussy size. I'm like, that's so crazy. Like I've always wanted to know what it's like to like fuck, like have a dick and like feel. (laughs) So funny. I actually do remember with one of my exes in college. So I hooked up with him for like a year and a half after we broke up because I was a dumb little bitch who was like, I think we're going to get married, but he treated me horribly. Anyways, Lots of therapy. <laughs> Lots of therapy has been had. But um, <laughs> my senior year, when me and him were still hooking up, I remember thinking, like, I just had hooked up with someone with a big dick, like, two weeks before I hooked up with him. And I literally <laughs> noticed a difference, like, between how he felt. And I was like, ah. So, like, I was trying to make myself fall out of love by fucking guys with big dicks and then fucking him. So I'd be like, all right, he doesn't feel good anymore. We're That's done. Do you ever do you ever feel like the position you're in helps you take a big cock? Like, are there different positions where you feel like it hits your cervix too hard? Um, I've actually had my cervix bruised before um, by a guy mm. with like a nine inch dick, mm. and I was like sweating and I was like g- gagging and dry heaving, and it felt like I had a fever. And then I got chills and stuff. It was so gnarly. So that was kind of where I was like, you know, like even when I get have like my girlfriends, um like fuck me with the strap on I bought like a really tiny uh dildo just so it's like you know at least enjoyable for me I mean guys if they just like stretch me out it's fine but like you know it's still just painful sometimes yeah I have what are those things they're like sex um cushions and like they're really just strange to have in a room like okay we're about to have sex let's grab the cushion but (laughs) I've noticed if I'm like laying on my stomach and I just grab the comforter and like bulge it up and just put it under my hips if he's fucking me from behind it like tilts that um like passageway up so that when I do get fucked it's not like poking my IUD or my cervix and it's a lot more enjoyable like just kind of it's like sticking your ass up way in the air but you have that like support underneath and I was like is this what like 
do older women just know what's good, like how to do this? Because I feel like I'm I'm becoming that older woman. <laughs> <laughs> older women really know how to like, I feel like just pleasure themselves more. Like I think I used to just care if the guy came and then I was like celibate for seven months, which is just so funny that everyone assumes OnlyFans girls are whores because I like really don't fuck anyone. <laughs> but um, then what, like as soon as this guy came over, because I known him for like two months before I like wanted to hook up with him and I'm like, this is the night. I just like laid out all my vibrators and I was like, we're making this about me today. Oh my God. That, I mean, bravo. <laughs> that's what we should all work towards. So not to get too deep and I, you don't, <laughs> no pun intended. Um, but I always ask models because everyone who shows their tits on the internet, their first thought is, oh my God, if, what do your parents think or blah, blah. What if you have kids and like, feel free to answer this as short or long, but like, what is your, like, what's the first thing you think of when people say that to you or how have you adapted to learning about those kind of toxic situations? Yeah, I can get super deep with this one actually. So when it comes to like, Oh, what were your kids think? Blah, blah, blah. I actually never plan on having kids. So I guess I've never had to worry about that. I, um, my ultimate goal in life or one of my ultimate goals, um, is to, have a foundation that then leads when I have more time to having an animal rescue. And that's what I want to dive my time and energy into. Um, And I think having kids, like I I get kind of nauseous around them. (laughs) I understand. Dogs are way, dogs are less nauseating. Yeah. So, um, so I guess I've just never had to think about, uh, what my kids, future kids might think. But even then I feel like I would teach my kids to do what would make you happy, but not that I'm having them, but like, I'm going to be an aunt to some of my friends, kids. Um, like one of my friends is pregnant right now and I'm like, Oh girl, I'm going to be the first one to give your kid mushrooms. And she's like, at least wait till they're older, like 18. (laughs) And I'm like, okay, but then I'll be the first. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right? Like I sell dildos. So all my friends, like when they need one, like they reach out to me. I'm like, just wait till you have kids. And they're calling Auntie Anna to like, come get their <laughs> first vibrator. But I feel like that's yeah. good for them because then they don't have to do it themselves. Like it's good to have like that fucked up friend who's like exactly. good fucked up. <laughs> I'll probably be the friend who I'll be like the cool aunt or whatever that a lot of my friends' kids feel like they could confide in because I probably just won't even tell my friends because I'll be like giving them probably the most logical advice since I'm not as emotionally invested in their future. Exactly. And then they can send little Johnny or little Susie over to your house if they don't want to have the sex talk with them. Exactly. And then I'm all in. But when it comes to my parents, I my parents are very, very conservative. They have thought I was like a whore just from my Instagram, let alone my OnlyFans. And I used to get a lot of like very toxic texts from like my dad specifically. And then my mom was a little... Do they follow you on Instagram or did they just like hear it through the grapevine? No, um, someone actually printed out pictures of my Instagram and put it on my dad's car. Okay, where is she? And let's bring the baseball bats. I know. Um, I literally had no idea who it was. Um, so really, or are you just playing nice? I no, I really don't know who it is. Um, there's someone who I speculated who it was, but like, I really I can't prove it. Well, it Um, sounds like you have a your biggest fan. (laughs) 
<laughs> I know. It used to be like my best friend and that's who I speculated it was. And then there was just like a lot of drama where she was just like not a great person. And then I like didn't want to be her friend anymore. And that's the only person I could think of other than there's like a very obvious, my parents are very involved in the church community mm-hmm. and anyone in the church community could have also done it who didn't want to be up forth with my parents. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's either someone who hated me or someone who is just so Christian and so whatever that they felt like they were doing the godly thing by doing that and telling my parents it's one or the other. So, but if that was it, it could have been anyone in my church because everyone was so involved in my life. And they're probably subscribed to you, girl. Oh yeah. Someone, um, just recently told my dad about my OnlyFans and I just blocked his number because I like, I do, I pay for everything myself. I'm a successful businesswoman. I have all these side things going on and I just don't need my dad telling me that I'm like a whore and that I should be embarrassed and ashamed of what I do. And he was trying to claim since I blocked him on Instagram, I knew what I was doing was wrong. And I'm like, that's not it. I just learned how to set boundaries for myself so I don't yes. have to do everything you're saying to me. And um, something I feel like I've recently come to terms with and it's actually really helped in my growth and improvement. So I go to two therapists right now. One of them is a psychotherapist and the other one is a hypnotherapist. So they both work in different parts of my brain. Hypnotherapy. Um, Yes. Yeah. I really recommend it to everyone because hypnotherapy helps your subconscious brain. And then psychotherapy helps my subconscious brain talk to my conscious brain. So they're both really beneficial in different ways, in my opinion. And then they both talk. But they just made me come to terms with the fact that like, even though they're my parents and they're my blood, I don't necessarily need a relationship with them. I don't agree with a lot of their logic and a lot of the way they think about things, I guess. Like, you know, with their Christian values, they support the patriarchy. I think they kind of oppress women with some of the things they mm-hmm. think. And, mm-hmm. um, it's just not something I need to be involved with or need to even respect their opinions because their opinions don't agree with my lifestyle. And that's the thing, like, I don't know if you have siblings, but at the end of the day, like, they can't just replace you. And when they get older and really start realizing what's important, like, you just, you, you're irreplaceable. And in any relationship, you kind of have to give and take and meet in the middle. So if having a relationship with you actually fucking means something to them, then they'll try and work for it because it's not easy. You're not just a clone that they create and get to decide what you do. Like mm-hmm. it's ugh, it. Mm. I mean, my dad, we, we just decided it's un, it's going to be unspoken because we both value remending that relationship after 10 years of not speaking. Cause he didn't like the go-go dancing. <laughs> And I'm like, well, you're into poor wild ride now. Um, but I told him I wrote a book and he's like, oh, I want to read it. What's it about? And oh, my God, that's not his voice. But <laughs> I was like, um, <laughs> I was like, uh, you know, you can't read it and we're not going to talk about it. And he was like, OK, OK, still love you. And I'm like, great, you're you're working on it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> let's, let's get back to uh to fishing or whatever we were doing. Um, so funny. Yeah, I, I kind of set a, a boundary for my dad. And I was like, I'm going to follow up in a few weeks. So I, I sent him a big Father's Day text just being like, Aww. I don't think we should have a relationship right now. <laughs> Which was I don't know, maybe Father's Day wasn't the best day. But I'm like, he's gonna be butthurt either way. And he's gonna be mad if I don't at least say Happy Father's Day. So I'm gonna say Happy Father's Day, set these boundaries. And I said, I was gonna follow up in a few weeks to see if he got therapy because I want him to start getting therapy so he doesn't project yes. on me. So I said Ooh. I'll follow up in a few weeks and see if he got it. 
but I might just text my mom and be like, so did dad start going to therapy so I don't have to unblock him? <laughs> let's hold people accountable for their decisions. Exactly. And let's – yes. Okay, so projection. That has been – my thing recently with comments and I don't know how crazy your comments are on TikTok or Instagram, but anytime I get a fucking comment, all I reply, like if it's bad, I just say projection because they are literally mm-hmm. projecting their insecurities onto you. Like, do you agree with yeah. that? So I used to get very offended with my TikTok comments. And then with this whole new Adelia, who's actually confident and actually likes myself and I think it's funny when people are really mean to me because I'm like, I literally was just being myself and I have this much power over you to, for Mm -hmm. you to spend your time making a mean comment about me. I'm like, I feel powerful when that happens because I'm like, people wouldn't be saying things like that if like, you know, I wasn't doing something right, (laughs) in my opinion. Hey, you are living in their head (laughs) rent-free. Exactly. So I'm curious what, like, have you made a big purchase with your OF earnings or are you saving it all up? Most of my money from my OnlyFans earnings has either gone back to my podcast, gone back to DJ equipment. Um, Basically, all of my big purchases have been big tax write-offs, and they've all been, like, little splurges on stuff that adds to my career. I'm, like, not the most, like, I mean, if you just looked around in my apartment right now, you wouldn't think I earn as much as I do. I mean, my apartment's nice, but, like, just with my decorations and lack of trying and how messy it is. I mean, I can afford a house cleaner, but, like, I don't need one yet. I'm just waiting for it to get a little more disgusting. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay. So what advice would you like to give to our slutchpreneurs in training? My biggest advice, I think, for anyone is to, like, just be true to yourself. Like, I think in my life, like, the weirder I get, and, like, I'm very weird. So it's not like I'm trying to be weird. I feel like for most of my life, I just suppressed my weirdness. And now that I'm, like, accepting who I am, it's, like, I've never been happier. I've never had more friends. I feel like my life is just like aligning with itself. So I would just say be like true to who you are. And you know, sex work might not be for everybody. But if it's something that like you want to do, but it's like you're just scared of like, what your family thinks what your friends think, etc. Like just live your life for yourself and be who you are, bitches. Yes. And go to therapy too. everyone needs a little therapy. I think therapy is like the most helpful thing anyone can do for themselves. It's so enlightening. And um, if you don't really know who you are or who you want to become, therapy is a great place to discover that. That's a thank you. That's a really great point. So where can we find and follow you on social media? And where can we fucking subscribe to see those beautiful titties? Yes, ma'am. Um, so my Instagram is what is the deals? So deals spelled D-E-E-L-Z. My OnlyFans. So I have two OnlyFans actually. One of them is my DJ page, and then the other is my main page. So my DJ okay. page is OnlyFans.com slash DJ Deals, and that's where you can see my journey of trying to become a good DJ. And <laughs> my actual page is OnlyFans.com slash Daddy Deals. So I was kind of like going for a call her daddy vibe, like Daddy Deals. And my podcast on OnlyFans is OnlyFans.com slash we're OnlyFans. And then on Instagram, it's Woof, W-O-O-F podcast. 
Wolf podcast. Well, Queen Adelia, thank you for giving us a peek in your pleasure chest, and I wish you all the success and new subscribers. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me on. (laughs) Time to plug myself and pay some bills, so lube up, everybody. If you want to keep the show going and learn more about myself and my empire, you can check more out at professionalgoddess.com. My YouTube mentorships ebook series are all linked in the description of this episode. Want to send me love notes? Email me at sludgepreneur at mail.com. And remember, every time you leave a five-star review, a sludgepreneur has an orgasm. So keep the big O's a-coming. Connect with your fellow girl gang in the Sludgepreneur Squad Facebook group at cehose.com. We now have an X-rated Discord chat, which you can only get through the Facebook group. We are 10,000 sluts strong, so come join the club. And lastly, if you want to get all up inside me, follow my free OnlyFans at Rebecca Blue and my explicit page at Rebecca Rabbit. I now offer shout outs for models, which can be purchased at RebeccaBlue.com. And one more thing, always remember to take what's yours, grab your desires by the fucking balls, and I'm so proud of you. Mama loves you, refuse to be anything but successful, and go make that money, honey. See you next week, bitches. Mwah! That's